Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a crowd podcast. I had no expectation going in. I just wanted to get through four rounds, to be honest. Oh, I'd love to chat to Gareth Bale. She's just in the middle of this buffet playing the violin. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. You've come back from Dubai with a very potty mouth. Bit like a, like a golf in Tinder. How do you get Barack Obama's email address? It's an absolute no-brainer, man. They gave you Skelligro, like in Harry Potter. I can't. I, I can't ask again. Can't do it. I'm Andrew Beef Johnston. And I'm John Robbins. Welcome to Beef's Golf Club. Yes, John. We're back for another series of Beef's Golf Club, mate. How you been? All hail and welcome, Beef. Return of the Beef, man, in more ways than one. I'm good, thank you. I'm absolutely... Well, I'm firing on all cylinders, really. And I have to say, it's been a delight to watch your... What was it? Um... Four-day comeback. (laughs) Beef uh, had just over a year out, came back for four days, thought, I've made my point. They they know I'm up to the task, and he's uh, taking some more time off now. (laughs) Can we call it five days counting the Pro-Am? It's not as bad as four. Well, let's not talk about the Pro-Am beef. We don't want to fall out at the start of episode one with you hanging around with... uh, Good, good golf, whoever they are. <laughs> are you not Are you not a big fan of good, good? I am a fan of all YouTube golf content. I just, I mean, I don't think it would be controversial for me to say if I was making my comeback in a pro-am and I needed an am, I would perhaps look to the guy doing uh, podcast records with me 24-7-365 as opposed to a load of scratch handicappers called Chet who have their teeth whitened and I'm assuming live on yachts. <laughs> but no, well, no, we'll go with Chet and Chad and Randy and um, Butch. <laughs> A lot of respect to the good, good team, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, you get put in the pro-am and I thought, oh, do you know what? It's nice. I need to get out. And obviously... The way they play the format, which is like a tour scramble. So you pick, the the playing partners can pick my drive or their best drive. And then you play your balls from there. So I was like, well, it's good to start trying to hold some putts and have like a little bit of competition, consider it's been a year out. Anyway, I'm standing on the tee and they're late for a start. And I'm thinking, where are they? And I thought I was just going to get like maybe three hackers turn up. 
and sort of doddle it around, play, no pressure. Next thing, two cameras straight in, straight in your face for 18 holes. And I was like, fucking hell. I was like, this is serious stuff. So it was like almost put me straight in a position where you had to kind of perform. So it actually was quite good in a way, like good prep before the tournament. Um, but yeah, I had no idea I was going to be playing with them. And it's the most illegal pro-am ever because they were hitting the ball further than me off tees that were 70 yards further. Uh, so let's just be clear for everyone what happened. So Beef made, you made your comeback in Dubai. What was the name of the tournament? Uh, the Hero Classic, Dubai Hero Classic. So you won the Pro-Am, didn't you? Well, yeah, we won it, right? So when I gave the card in and I was like, I walked in there and I was like, the scorer counted it up and uh, she was like, are you around in an hour and a half? And I was like, why have we won the Pro-Am? And she was like, well, so far you're 10 shots ahead. And I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. Wow. Um, but so then what, when, did, did you actually win a prize for that? No, did I fuck? They give all the prizes to the good good and then I just have to wait around like a bell end and then uh, get on stage. <laughs> I tell smile. you what, Beef, you've come back, come back from Dubai with a very potty mouth. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase that. So, yeah, I just had to basically stand there like a wombat. Yeah. And um, smile for a photo and then walk off. So that was about it. So it's good that you win the Pro-Am, but it's also bad. So Beef, I had all of your tea times in my Google Calendar. I set my alarm to get up and watch. Uh, There was a bit of a rain delay, but I was genuinely so excited for you. I felt like I was buzzing and... I want to know from you, and I'm sure everyone listening wants to know, what was your like expectation going in? What would you have been happy with? Because you made the cut, which is, you know, after what, 14, 15 months off, I think it's fantastic. You made a little bit of dosh. You might come to that later. But what was you, what were your sort of hopes going into it? And what was you, what was the round like? Were people sort of happy to have you back? Yeah, I had such a nice reception coming back. Like, see everyone who I haven't seen for a long time. Um, I had like, yeah, it, it was just such a nice reception from like literally everyone, which was really cool. And that made me feel just, it, it felt like I'd never left. It honestly, it felt like I'd never left. And um, I was actually swinging the club pretty good. So I, I just needed to get out and I just kept saying to myself, like my my competitiveness was saying like, you can win this. And then I like, you, you got to take a step back and go, whoa, it's been like 14, 15 months. Um, but I was in, I was in such a good like mindset about coming back. And I knew like, it's that whole expectation thing. So I knew like I was probably going to make a few mistakes here and there, but I was like, I'm hitting good shots, just keep going. And all of a sudden, after sort of seven, eight holes, it just kind of clicked and I got on a nice little run from there. And um, I never really looked back over the week. Yeah, it it was a good week. But um, on the other side, having the shortest comeback is not fun either. Yeah, so what did did the thumb start to hurt during the round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The third round, I got to the golf course... um, I was in a lot of pain. I, I I got the I got the physios to tape it up. That didn't do a thing. Took a load of painkillers, got round, and then I was like dreading the next day to be honest. But yeah, again, I took some more painkillers and got through it. But it was a, it got to the point where I wasn't really taking a practice swing 
So I was just like stepping up, having a little like waggle and then just hitting it because the pain was so bad. So I tried to play the next week in Dubai and got some physio, got people to look at it again and I couldn't play Thursday. I, I couldn't hit it. I could hit 7-9 about 120 yards and I knew I was in trouble. So I pulled out, went back. Um, the tournament was up in um, Ras Al Khaimah, which is about an hour north of Dubai. So I went back to Dubai, got a scan uh, got an injection, which felt better. But when I got over to Singapore, I just had I had another bad pain, like the bottom of my thumb. And I gave the scan, uh, the MRI scans to the doctor, and he was like, um, "I think you should go and see this hand specialist here that I work with," and um, ended up having a a surgery on my hand. So. Uh, I'm probably not going to be playing for another two, three months now. Well, everyone's wishing you all the best for your rehabilitation. Um, But I do want to take you back to the Dubai Hero Classic because there was an awful lot of scrutiny on that tournament because there was a little incident between Rory McIlroy and uh, everybody's favourite golfer, Patrick Reed, which was like news across the world because they had a little bit of a spat and I believe you you were sort of, uh, you were around and about while that was happening. Yeah, I was the one screaming, fight, like that, like um, secondary school <laughs> playground. So to let listeners know, uh, Patrick Reed obviously plays for Liv. Rory is uh, PGA through and through. And uh, they've had a few battles over the years. And Patrick went to short- shake Rory's hand. Rory absolutely left him hanging. So Patrick flicked a Liv golf tee at Rory and... That was that was the headline, bizarrely. <laughs> it shows, yeah. Not Beef's comeback. Tea flicked. Tea flicked at Rory. It shows the aggression in golf, yeah. This is the first tournament you've played since, like, the big live schism happened. Did you sense tension between the live players and the PGA players? No, I didn't see any of it. I mean, I think there was a lot more tension at the start last year when it kind of all kicked off but I think it kind of like calmed down a bit now but the the, the funny thing about the Patrick Reed thing is like he come up and started explaining what he said to me uh like what happened and I had like no idea and he was just basically like yeah I've obviously known Rory for ages we've played loads of golf blah 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 um he blanked me so I flicked a tear at him but he missed a big important thing that he subpoenaed Rory on um Christmas Eve like all good friends do you know, we've had our battles on the course. It's a healthy rivalry. We subpoena each other on Christmas Eve. It's a classic kind of ding-dong battle between two titans of the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Rory did well to just ignore it. I mean, another person, wrong person or whatever, it would have, it could have, it could have escalated a lot more, definitely. I think the headline should have been uh, the Beef's Golf Club logo on your bag, Beef. Obviously a big highlight for everyone watching. Did How did the uh, logo go down? And were you scouting for guests for the podcast? Uh, honestly, this is, this is the truth. It's the best golf bag I've ever had. It's got so much character to it. It's so good. It's so good. And like when when we sent when I sent it off and I was waiting in anticipation for the bag, when I first saw it, I was like, this is so good. And like, yeah, loads of the guys uh, commented on it. And um I was speaking to a few, and a few of the guys were saying, look, when can I come on the podcast? Amazing. Which kind of blew me away. They were asking, yeah, to come on, um, which was incredible. 
So um, you finished seven under. You made the cut. You were joint 38th out of a, what is it, 100 and how many people start? 128? Something? 132? 128? So what was, was that like where you were expecting? Was that, did you have a figure in mind? No, I had I had no expectations. Um, do you know what? I was flying after um, the second round of making the car. I was like, I was flying and like the adrenaline was off the chart. Um, I woke up the next day and somehow I played 22 holes the first day because of the delays. Come back, played the last 14. And I was, I was like, fine. I woke up the next day and I was like, oh shit, I ain't done this for a while. <laughs> My feet, ankles, calves, they were in absolute pieces. And um, I struggled a bit on the Saturday, which really brought me back down to reality. And then, yeah, finished finish Sunday well. But after after the, the second round, I was thinking, right, we can get right up here over the weekend. But... Um, yeah, the reality kind of set in that I hadn't done this for a long time. But I was delighted, like really happy, really happy with that. I had no expectation going in. I just wanted to get through um, four rounds, to be honest. You made a little bit of bunts, a little bit of pocket money for old uh, beefy boy. Is it is it weird having people know how much money you've earned? Like, do you get back from, say, when you're in the open, do you get back and have mates going, oh, hello, beef, I haven't... Uh, haven't heard from you in a long time. Do you fancy uh, catching up with your um, 230 grand? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really Tell you weird. what, I'm having a nightmare with my car, Beef. I'm having a nightmare with my car, actually. I think it's I'm probably... I'm going to look at look for a new one. I haven't, it's just frustrating because they're so expensive at the minute. Anyway, how was the, how was the Open, mate? I heard you got top, uh, top 10 finish, mate. <laughs> it is weird because, like, obviously you don't know in so many things what people earn and like there's like a rule isn't it you, you don't really ask how much someone earns from anything but yeah you can just go online and and figure it out it, it's it's a really strange thing in golf and like if someone does does really well for a month two months they start doing like shot breakdowns so they say like he earned like 10 million in three months and it was like three million a a tournament then it was like 500 grand a round and then it's like seven grand a shot and like people like go and like break it down what people earn it's it's insane i think it's a bit wrong well also like if you were to actually break it down to every golf ball they'd ever hit in their life they're probably not making minimum wage <laughs> <laughs> we had a great question from sean clark who said hi beef and john so good to see beef on the course again in Dubai. I wanted to ask, where did he stay and how do hotels work when you're on tour? Do all golfers stay in the same place and who pays for them? Actually, she didn't say who pays them. That's what I asked. I want to know. Because <laughs> if you stayed, if you missed the cut and you stay in a five-star hotel or a big Airbnb and that costs you, I don't know, five or six grand and your flights are a couple of grand, and you'd miss the cut. That's all money lost, isn't it? Yeah, then you've got to pay coach. Then you've got to pay your caddy as well. So, like, yeah, it adds up. It adds up every week. They have, like, official hotels that you can stay in at the tour, kind of, like, block out. Usually one or two hotels for the week. Dubai was a, 
slightly different one. Usually you stay in a, I'll stay in official if they have like a car shuttle back and forth to the golf course. Or like sometimes it's like a coach or whatever back and forth to the course. Dubai, they've got cars going from like a, I think it was like a 25 kilometer radius to the golf course. So I saw a hotel um, on the Palm of Dubai, picked that. Lovely. It was the Taj Hotel, but it did have one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in a hotel. I had a lot of early mornings, right? So I was eating breakfast at the golf course. So the last day I stayed there, it was after the tournament. So I've come in, I've got breakfast at like nine, 10 o'clock. And next thing, this lady walks out in like a dress and starts playing the violin at breakfast. Wow. It is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. You've got people scrambling to go and get like their fried eggs, omelets, picking up croissants, fruit, juices, whatever it is, like walking around her. And she's just in the middle of this buffet playing the violin. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. You've never you've never had a, a buffet soloist before? <laughs> Mate, you're Premier Inn. Whenever I'm in a Premier Inn, there's always a buffet soloist. Travel Lodge, just have a drummer. Just a full kit drummer when you get when you get any complimentary continental breakfast from a travel lodge. Uh, Ibis have uh, just a guy with a, a flute. Um, <laughs> he, he stands in the lift at, a, at an Ibis playing the flute just to sort of uh, ease you into the day. <laughs> what hotel? What hotel comes out with the spoons player? Spoons player. Well, that's a that's a Holiday Inn Express. Is a spoons player, but he's got he's like more of a one man band. So he's got the spoons on his legs. Then he's got um, the the harmonica in his mouth and the big big bass drum on his back. They need to sort that out. Actually, it's quite chaotic. Uh, so, were there other like players at the hotel? Have you got and and what are they choosing for breakfast? You know, is Rory trying to sneak a croissant into the toasting machine, even though there is a sign expressly saying no croissants in the toasting machine? <laughs> Patrick Reed making little sandwiches, trying to sneak them out for his lunch on the course. Yeah, the play, the players' lounge that week's yeah, amazing. So like all the guys, yeah, getting their bits. You see, some guys might take uh, some food away with them, either protein shakes or see a few guys with their own jars of peanut butter and stuff like that. But generally, everyone's just eating eggs, uh, cereal, usual, usual stuff. Nothing. Um, I haven't. I haven't seen anything wacky, like anything weird. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so, hand is still recovering. Can I have a look at it now? Have you still? Is it still in a little cast? No, uh, back out. So, how long are we talking? And what's what sort of? How how long are we going to have you at our beck and call for Beef's Golf Club? Well. The brutal, honest answer is it should be around three months, I would say. But the surgeon, when I saw him, the first thing he said is, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. This isn't great. And he basically gave me an 80% chance that I'll be playing golf again. Okay, so does, does he mean at an elite level or does he mean at all? I think if I was going to play like like for fun, he said you might be able to play like maybe once every now and then. But if you play too much, that pain will come back. But he couldn't answer like how much, but he was like tournament golf. No, um, if it doesn't swing your way. He also said this is the only surgery I could have had where they basically inject my bone with like a liquid bone that was that was basically the the surgery and he goes the next surgery you could only have would be a joint replacement of the thumb and he was like if you have a joint replacement you won't so hang on they gave you skelly grow like in harry potter <laughs> this is unreal i've never known anyone actually have skelly grow before what's it like <laughs> Did did Hermione and Ron come and visit you on the uh, in the hospital wing? <laughs> and what is a golf club if not a big wand? Done. I'm gone. <laughs> I mean, in in all seriousness, that's that sort of thing. Being told that. Most people would, I that would send me into a massive depression. How did you, how did you deal with being told that you might not play golf again? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? What can you do about it? That's very zen of you, man. What can you do? I've had a couple moments where I've like been like, oh shit, and like quite worried. But then I was like, what are you going to do about it? Eighty percent chance is quite good, so I'll take my odds. But it was it was quite a sort of slap in the face when I heard that. I was like, oh, my God. Like, you don't actually think, like, the injury, you thought, okay, whatever, we'll go and get surgery, get it done, come out and crack on and play golf. And it was like, oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> what are you going to do about it, man? There's nothing you can do. It just let it be. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do about it, Beef. We're going to reply to that message from my agent and get you some TV work. <laughs> yes. We gotta get you. We gotta get you a few side hustles, mate, because there's a twenty percent chance that you're gonna have to be a professional barbecuer. <laughs> well, at least we've got you here for Beef's Golf Club, mate. Um, and obviously, everyone is rooting for you to recover and get back on tour. But while we've got you, we're gonna make the we're gonna make the most of you. Um, but while you have been away. What business have we missed? You know, um, so far, no Beef's Golf Club golf balls have been found. We are still waiting for that first picture. Um, we know people are using them. 
So we're going to have to send more out and uh, people do need to get more adventurous with them. Another thing is that uh, Beef's Golf Club socials are thriving and the Facebook group has nearly 2,000 members. So if you are a member of Beef's Golf Club and remember, all you have to do to be a member is listen to this. So if you're listening to us chat now, you are a member. Add yourself to that group because there's so much good golf chat, advice, a community is growing. And on that, we had a message from Will Lawn Stark, who says, Dear Beef and John, I wanted to discuss the Beef's Golf Club Society which I know will be the best in the world. If we could arrange some away days, they would provide a great opportunity to mix and match usual playing partners, meet new people, and just bring all the members together to represent Beef's GC across the country. So I put it to you that we start the Beef Burgers, Beef's ultra-respectful golfing ER society. <laughs> just couldn't think of anything for E and R. <laughs> So good. <laughs> Shall we say we can start it when he comes back to ER? If he can complete it, then we can start it. Yeah, we the whole um, acronym needs to work. So Beef's Ultra Respectful Golfing ER Society. When we can complete that E and that R, I mean, is, is excellent the E? Extraordinary? Beef's ultra respectful golfing excellent rump society. Excellent rump society. Well, that could be taken one of two ways. It's come out um, wrong. I know I've been working on my uh, squat thrusts, but I'm not quite sure I'm in the excellent rump category yet. <laughs> I wonder if we change golfing to golf. Well, we'll have a think. We'll have a think. How would you feel if it was Beef's ultra respectful golfing excluding rowdiness society are we excluding rowdiness well we're gonna to have to turn the jukebox down in the clubhouse then if we're excluding rowdiness you can have a little jive on the jukebox that's not a problem i mean like i just thought you'd like it pretty mellow chilled out john i do i do like it i, I just think we want it we do want it to sound fun <laughs> Or, no, no, never. Anyway, anyway, we'll be here all blooming day. Um, we'd love to know if any Beefs Golf Club members have met up around the country. Uh, email beef at crowdnetwork.co.uk. One of our members, Thomas Jeffs, created a spreadsheet where members can put in their location to arrange meetups. That is just amazing. I love that. What do you reckon, Beef? That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I really want to know who's who's met up and where they've played, what they've been up to and have they made new friends. And I, I love all the stories where people have encouraged people to come out and play and people have started playing and people who haven't picked up a club for years have started to play. And it's that kind of encouragement is what we're all about. I wonder how far we are away from the Beefs Golf Club app where people can actually see where they are, message each other, post their scores, that kind of thing. Though I'm guessing that's quite an expensive thing to uh, to put together. But it's a nice <laughs> dream to have. That app sounds a bit like a, like a golf in Tinder. So you could have it where you swipe left or swipe right if you kind of look and if he's not dressed well and he's got a shit handicap or something, or he has a picture of his clubs, then you could swipe left and just bid him off and then swipe people who you want to play with. Yeah, it would have to be four left and four right, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't mind the idea of a golfing dating app. In fact, it would probably help me out, being as I am 
uh, not single figures, but very much single every in every other sense. Um, I, my concern would be there'd be a lot of sort of men in their 60s and 70s called Bob. That's not a problem, but not kind of my key demo. Just a reminder, folks, that you can... Um, you can find that spreadsheet on uh, the Beefs Golf Club Facebook page. And please do join it where you can find all sorts of stuff like that and even come up with your own ideas. Well, mate, let's talk about this series coming up. I've got some plans in my head uh, what I'm aiming for for this series, where we're taking the golf club, what guests we're getting on. I think we should start bringing some merch into the game as well. Yeah, merch. What are you thinking? Ah, oh, I'd love to make some cool T-shirts like polos that people can actually play golf in. Obviously, you can't go wrong with a hat, man. you got to wear a hat, especially when it gets over, what, 18 degrees in England. you got to wear a hat, man. You're going to get burnt. Most people get burnt. So, yeah, got to have some hats, jumpers. I want something random as well. Something random? Yeah, like someone that you don't always have merch. Something like slightly off-peak, something different. I can't, I'm not sure what it is yet, though. Monocles, <laughs> um, umbrellas will be good. We've got to have the don't ask hats for a start, so yes. that you can put them on after your round or on while you're on the course, so that anyone coming up to you knows uh, not to ask how it went. I don't mind the idea of umbrellas. Um, what about pants? Pants, interesting one because how are you going to show anyone the logo? Beef anti chafe pants, isn't it? So basically, how you can tell if they're wearing them is if they're not walking like an absolute idiot after 18 holes, you know they're wearing the pants. Yeah, and maybe we could uh, approach Vaseline or E45 to uh, to sponsor the, the uh, chafe-free pants. <laughs> I've got something that I want to introduce, Beef, and this is where listeners can get involved. I think... We need a place for people to confess their golfing sins and that you, Father Beef, you decide what either their punishment is or whether you just completely absolve them to start with. So if people email their golfing confessions to beef at crowdnetwork.co.uk, but I'm going to start us off, okay, Beef, because over the winter, I... I... I committed what I'm not sure whether it's a golfing sin or not, and I need you to give me guidance. Are you happy with that? I'm really interested. Okay. So forgive me, Beef, for I may have sinned. My golf club has a two-day Ryder Cup tournament, okay? We're on day two. I think we're like 11-6 down or something, and I'm going out uh, first group in the singles. It was absolutely hammering it down, right? We get to the 12th hole and it's just, it is sheeting down. You know, that thing where you're like, you're holding your umbrella out in front of you and against the wind to try and protect from the rain. So we get to the 14th tee and my playing partner says, do you know what, John, I'm, I'm going to offer you the half. We just go off now. And I go, no, I think we'd better play a few more holes. And then the rain starts to come down a bit harder. I see this wet patch just going down his trousers because he hasn't got waterproof trousers from the rain. And I turned to him and said, tell you what, mate, I'll take the half. So we shake hands on the 14th tee. 
I'm expecting like a lot of people or some people might have done this. So we walk back into the clubhouse. He gets in his car and goes off home. I'm the vice captain, by the way, of this team. I sit down, I look at the scores. I think it's 13, 12. We've, we've made back maybe five points. I'm sat in the clubhouse watching the groups come in and I'm the only person who's walked off the course. I've taken this half. It goes down to the final group, right? There's about 40 golfers sat in the clubhouse now giving me shit for taking the half. Goes down to the final group. If our team win, then it's a tie and they retain the cup. If our team lose, then they win by half a point or whatever. So anyway, I go up to the 18th green and I see him tee off. And um, I have to admit, I'm praying that the other team win. Otherwise, I've lost us the cup. And they don't. And it's tied 20 points all. And I've taken a half where I could have got uh, the win. And people are giving me dogs abuse. So my question to you is, Beef, have I sinned? And if so, what's my punishment? Oh, man. The funny thing is with that story, were you doing it out of kindness because you could see this geezer with no waterproofs just getting absolutely drenched? Part of it was, and the stupid thing is, I think his head was already at home on the 14th tee. And had I just stuck it out, I think I probably would have won. It's not to say I would. I mean, one way of looking at it is I secured us the tie, which I did say on countless occasions in the clubhouse that I'd secured us the tie. However, I think it was probably bad form. I mean, the frustrating thing was as soon as we got back to the clubhouse, the rain stopped and the forecast was torrential. So like we would have had another hole in the rain I mean, you know, it was muddy and you were hitting the ball and big splashes of mud were coming up to hit you in the face. But that said, no one else walked off. But do you, I mean, would you have been angry with me? No, if it was me personally playing with you and we're getting soaked, I would have said it after about five holes. But the whole team thing and it coming down and (laughs) drawing when you could have won the point is an absolute shocker. It's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think I forgive it's you because great. I don't think you'd ever do it again. I'll never do it again. But I would still like to ask forgiveness from the golfing gods. Um, and if anyone else has a golfing confession to send to Beef, send it to beef at crowdnetwork.co.uk and we'll, um, we'll, we'll set up a little confessional here at uh, Beef's Golf Club that you can step inside and I will, uh, put, I will put your confessions to Beef. And we've asked, uh, we've asked members what people would like to see on this series. Matthew Handy says, can we have Beef's Caddy as a guest? That's a good idea. Is you, do you always use the same Caddy Beef? <laughs> well, I started working with a, a new Caddy this year, so we've only done one week. <laughs> so yeah, if I'm, if, I'm back, if I'm back playing, we'll definitely get it on towards the end after we've done a few tournaments and started to piss each other off, yeah. Why, if we asked your old caddy, is he going to tell us where to go? (laughs) No, we could get on as well. Yeah, there's a few we could get on, 100%. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a great idea. Will I caddy for you one day, Beef? Yeah, I think so. At some point, depends. I need to check the weather by the looks of it. (laughs) (laughs) Good. 
Um, I think that's a fantastic idea from Matthew. Dr. Mark says, can we introduce a club of the week? Members send in a description of their club or their club signature hole and uh, explain why you should play around. I don't mind that. What do you reckon, Beef? Yeah, definitely. I'd love to find out some some of the most difficult holes, some of the most picturesque holes um, everywhere you guys have played and um, different golf courses that people might have never heard of. I mean, there's so many golf courses throughout UK and obviously out throughout the whole world and I'm sure we'll see some amazing golf clubs and and really special holes that people want to play so yeah let's share it yeah i especially want to hear about any really strange holes like if there's a hole with a house in the middle of the fairway or something because someone's refused to give up their their um (laughs) deeds to their property or whatever like that house in the middle of the motorway on that note tim chillingham says i want to hear what beef's top five courses are or top five holes in the world we could do a special on like bucket list courses or, or dream golf course made up of 18 holes from different courses around the world, something like that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think we should do a dream 18, yeah. Jason Dean says, I'd love to hear an in-depth description of both of your golfing lifespans, from beginner to pro, etc. How long it took you to get the handicap down and tips for high handicappers, etc. That's a fantastic idea. And I think we are going to do something for high handicappers this series, aren't we, Beef? Yeah, definitely. I think um, we all know when you start golf is tough and I think we can only give encouragement to everyone that keeps going and gets through that like difficult period when you first get on the golf course, learning how to, to play golf from a golf range to a course. So definitely, I think we can, we can share loads of tips and help everyone out. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Mate, it's in, it's incredible how many emails that are flooding in about people starting to play golf and picking up the golf clubs and being encouraged to play. I mean, I'm stunned to be honest. Yeah, and do keep letting us know your golfing goals and like whether you're trying to break a hundred or ninety. Put it on the Facebook group. Uh, but John Grant has an idea which I think we're definitely going to feature uh, in this series. Uh, he said, I would love to know what it's like at a major as a player. What are the big differences from normal competitions? Well, we've got four majors over the course of this series, haven't we, Beef? Yeah, we'll be discussing all the majors. Um, there, There is quite a difference and it's definitely worth digging into that. And uh, talking about all four majors, I think is uh, a really good idea. Finally, on what people would like to see, it's a big one and it's something we're quite excited about. Steve Ogles says... You should start a yearly Beef's Golf Club Festival combining golf, comedy and food. John bringing the comedy, Beef using celebrity status to get some big golf names along and also use his food connections to get some epic barbecue to boot. Uh, A lot of people have suggested this. Steve isn't the only one. Um, And we've had a few people asking about golf days. Beef, what do you reckon? A golf festival. It's an absolute no-brainer, man. 
a golf festival, golf, music, comedy, barbecue. I mean, that's what dreams are made of. Yeah, just a little bit of a TBC on the comedy section. A <laughs> uh, little bit of a TBC on the comedy, I think. Comedy and golf clubs, not, not something that's ever mixed on my watch. But we can always give it a go. We can give it a go. Um, what would it look like? What would we have? We'd have like... We'd have loads of competitions, obviously, like longest drive, closest to the pin, that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, longest drive, closest to the pin, um, good golf course. I mean, I'd love to. I'd have to have competitions off the golf course as well, putting competitions. I'd love to have a simulator in there as well, and the nearest the pin on a famous hole. Um, barbecues going off, the smell of barbecues everywhere around the golf course, music playing. Something really chilled. Ah, oh, it's my it's my absolute dream. Oh, that would be nice halfway house to have like a barbecue set up by the tenth hole. That's a great idea. The ninth green halfway barbecue. I think a simulator might be a little bit out of our price range. We're also we're also at this golf day, we're gonna need sponsors. So I'm guessing we're gonna get Cobra involved, probably Coca-Cola, Lockheed Martin, some of the big arms suppliers. Um, McDonald's, big big names. I want big names. If <laughs> you know McDonald's in there, man, who would be the ideal Beef's Golf Club sponsors? Obviously, we've got to have Cobra, Puma, Tabasco for me. Uh, I would get a lot out of sort of complimentary Tabasco. Tightlist Pro V ones, obviously. Um, who else would you want sponsoring the the golf day? Oh, someone like Green Egg Barbecue, something like that. For all the barbecues. Oh, they do. They make the they make the barbecues that look like well, green eggs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, nailed it. My friend's got one of those. My friend George. So yeah, maybe we'll hit them up because we're going to need to be cooking everywhere. We need we need a brisket, a meat supplier as well. That's the route I'm going down. Yeah, we need drink sponsors. Yeah, we do. Uh, I'm thinking it can't be Carling because otherwise James Anderson's not going to come. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think even if we ask Carlin, they're going to turn up anyway after the trap door? Yeah, maybe they wouldn't turn up after the older <laughs> Jimmy Anderson trap door. Got to be Guinness. Got to go big with the Guinness. Uh, we'll have to get Gunners involved because we've spoken about them before. Uh, big fans of their stuff. See if we can get them down. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll give them. We'll give them a little shout and see what. See if they're going to come down and hang out. John, have you got any idea how to even build a festival and put a festival together? Well, I've been to a few launch events of like um, that Cobra have put on, so I I reckon I can make a few calls, find out how they did it, pull in a few favors, that sort of thing. I'll leave it to you then. Isn't it? <laughs> I could certainly get like a comedians four ball who might play and then do a little turn at the end. All right, so you get the comedians, I'll bring the golfers and the good good boys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're too good. They're too emasculating beef. <laughs> and we need a golf course, obviously. You can't have a golf day without a golf course. Well, you've gotten in at uh, North Mid. Do you reckon that's big enough to have? How many people are going to have? 10, 12,000? Yeah, I reckon it'd be all right. Yeah. I reckon you'd be all right fit- with two, two and a half thousand tea times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give North Mid a shout. There's. Um, couple places i have in mind i'm gonna go and uh make a few phone calls and see what i can do 
We basically need the place with the biggest car park, I think. We're going to need a lot of space, but let's get cracking on it, man. We can do this. We can pull this off. Absolutely, we can. Right, finally, Beef, we need some big hitting guests at this series, and we've had lots of suggestions. So before we talk about who we'd like to see, Becky Philpott says Lydia Ko and Mike Chan says Charlie Hull. I think it'd be great to get LPGA players on. Um, also, there's a lot of chat going on about the whole forward tee debate. I don't know if you follow the Jazzy Golfer on uh, Instagram, um, but she's been like tackling some of the problems around what tees you can play off at clubs and sort of women feeling like they're not welcome and some clubs not getting their tees rated for women players, which we definitely need to get um, investigating, get that sorted out. Kevin Russell says, Pordrig Harrington or Shane Lowry, both love a laugh and would have great stories to tell. And you bumped into Pordrig, didn't you? Yeah, he'd be a great guest. I think the insight you would get from him would be absolutely incredible. He's someone, everyone, I think, and kids looking up should it, should look up to him and that we should use him more as a role model. I think he goes quite under the radar sometimes and I think we should look up to him for sure. Who else have we got then, Beef? We, Eddie Cooper says, Tommy Fleetwood and his gorgeous hair. It is gorgeous, isn't it? Eddie Pep, lots of shouts for Gareth Bale as well. I'd love to get all three of them on. I'd love to chat to Gareth Bale just because um, Ellis James, who I do my five live show with and do lots of other stuff with, He's obviously like obsessed with the Welsh football team and he's interviewed Gareth Bale once, but the TV company made him wear a full kit, <laughs> like an absolute piece. He like turns up to interview Gareth Bale with like full like socks, <laughs> shorts, top. So it would be great if I could just chat to Gareth Bale about golf because I reckon he's going to try and go pro. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, the, he, he has to, yeah. A few of the guys have tried, and um, I don't blame him for even giving it a go. Fair play. He played um, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am as well. Have you seen Have you seen his swing? Yeah, I saw that. That chip that went viral, though, I'm not sure how much he intended that specific shot. No, that's a bollocks. <laughs> it's the luckiest shot I've ever seen. He's towed, he's towed that into the bank. <laughs> he's trying to hit that so it doesn't come back and hit him in the face. <laughs> Who would you like to have on, John? Well, I interviewed Martin Lewis recently and James Henshaw has uh, said we should get him on. He, he plays golf. And that's golf is like his real escape from his very, very hectic job because he lives and breathes like consumer finance. And he says that golf is the one part of his week where he can like let his brain relax. So I'd love to chat to Martin Lewis. I'd love to do a piece on him where like the most, the cheapest golf rounds and where you can get the best deals for golf clubs, but it's not really getting him away from his job, is it? <laughs> yeah, he was sort of saying about how he tries not to stress too much about saving saving money when it comes to golf. But um, we, I'd love to if we if we could bring him on his three tips for saving money in the in the world of golf. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be class. Ah, uh, I would like. There's a funny one I've been following recently. It's DJ Khaled. Do you know who that is? I don't know who any DJs are, Beef. Don't make me feel old. <laughs> I would say he's like, well, he's like a music superstar. But he's taken up golf and he's absolutely addicted to it. And I just think it'd be so cool to get him on and talk to him about how he got into golf, going from like 
rap, hip hop, and then all of a sudden just falling in love with golf. Amazing. A few of the basketball players I'd like to get on as well. Steph Curry, I'd love to get on. Well, speak, speaking of uh, American superstars beef, you're not escaping the fact that you still haven't got hold of Mark Wahlberg. What's the latest? Whatever it was left in series one. <laughs> oh, no. no more, no more blue ticks, oh, no more no. messages. I can't, I, I can't ask again. I can't ask again. I can't do it. I'm going to go after DJ Khaled for series two. Get to Wahlberg through Khaled. You know, you never know. You've just got to, got to send out your uh, positive vibrations through the universe and hopefully Wahlberg will come back to us. I've got one more confession. And I did this the other day. Yes. I sent some email to Barack Obama to try and get him on. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may have had a few beers and I got a bit hyped up, but he loves his golf and I'd love to get him on. And no word of a lie, I went on, I found this webpage and then I sent him some message saying, I'd love you to come on podcast. How do you get Barack Obama's email address? Well, no, it's like you go online and then you send a message and then probably like 50 people look it and I probably won't be allowed back in America now, I guess. Wow. That would trump all of them. I think I would be quite nervous about speaking to Barack Obama. <laughs> I mean, because Martin Lewis is kind of my level. <laughs> what would I ask Bravo Oscar? The first oh, question man. you ask him is, have you ever hit the shank gong? Surely. Have you ever hit the shank gong, Mr. President? <laughs> Do you think he's got an Air Force shank gong, like a proper one with the sort of the eagle and the stars on the shank gong? We've got to have a shank gong at the golf day, by the way. That's We can sound that at the first tea time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> But Why? yeah, I I thought I'd share that one, even though that's slightly embarrassing. I mean, that's amazing. That is dedication. Uh, well, thank you for all your messages. Keep them coming, and we'll be taking on board all of your ideas for Beef's Golf Club during the series. Email beef at crowdnetwork.co.uk and follow Beef's Golf Club on social media. Beef, it's great to have you back. What are we talking about next week? Ah, uh, well, you've got to warm up properly. So let's head yes. to the driving range. Lovely stuff. See you then. Bye, guys. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.